Hello and welcome to the Spiritualist Academy podcast episode 3. I am your host Oliver Carpenter Beale and this time we will be talking about the types of evidential statements. So what we're going to be talking about are the types of evidence and evidential statements that are given by a medium when doing a reading, either on platform or in private. They can range from quite short to extremely long and they can vary in intensity and just how evidential they truly are. So the very first thing that you should do when you are listening to a medium is really listen out for what they are saying, what they are actually saying and how they are trying translating the information from the spirit world so you've got to think to yourself are they getting this information properly are they getting it well is it coming through in a flowing manner is it coming through from their own mind is it coming through well really is it jumbled up is it gobbledygook does it even make sense you know there's lots of different things to really think of when you're listening to a medium just to see how good they are at translating this information because you've got to remember as a medium we are not just the medium of communication standing in between the spirit world and the person receiving the information but we are also the translators because we're getting all this information from the spirit world using our clairs using our psychic abilities And then having to translate it so that the person in front of us can take the information, can understand the information from their loved one, their friend or whoever in spirit. You know, it's really our job to convey the information well. So you've really got to listen out as to what they're saying. You'll find when you're listening to mediums, you start to notice these little traits, these different ways that different mediums work. And even sometimes the same medium can work in all different ways. So sometimes you'll get someone on the platform saying, uh, can you take the name Peter? I'm getting Hastings and the word mechanic. So these are just one word statements, really, because what we had there was Peter, Hastings and mechanic. And the bits in between were just so that it makes sense. Can you take the name Peter? But really, who is Peter? Who's doing the work here? Who's who's Peter? Can you tell me who Peter is? Can you um, give me a hint as to who Peter is? Does Hastings even have anything to do with Peter? Or are you saying Hastings has something different that's relevant to me? And mechanic, you know, I know quite a few mechanics. Was Peter supposed to be a mechanic? Was he a mechanic in Hastings? I don't know. These one single word, these one word statements are really hard to translate. Not just um, for the medium, who's clearly not conveying the information well, but to the recipient, the person that is actually getting the reading. They're finding it hard to understand and translate the information coming from the medium. So really, is the medium doing their job there? And then you look at the, the next level up, say, from the word one word statements. You go on to sentences. The medium may get slightly more information. So then they can give a little more information. I have Peter here. And he tells me that he's from Hastings and that he was a mechanic. So straight away, that sounds so much better. So rather than Peter Hastings mechanic, we have that he is Peter. So Peter is the spirit that the medium has there and that he was from Hastings and that Peter also worked as a mechanic. 
So straight away, that's three pieces of information that all correlate with each other and all completely make sense. So hopefully there, the person in front of us would be able to place them. But obviously you can still struggle with that because you may not quite remember a Peter who is a mechanic or you may be thinking, I know a Peter who's a mechanic, but I don't think it was in Hastings. You know, so the person in front may still be struggling a little bit even though the information was good even though the information was translating fairly well so then you go on to the next stage which is what we call the deepening or the deepening of the evidence so the medium can look into it a little more on the deepening the medium would basically have the information as before but then go back to the spirit and ask for a little bit more information so they go back to them with more questions before presenting it to the recipient in front of them in the church or wherever. So then the medium can say things such as, I have your uncle Peter here who misses the times when you would come and visit him in Hastings and get up to mischief when he wasn't out fixing cars because he was a mechanic. So that tells you a lot more there. So it's deepening the evidence. So that then tells you that Peter was your uncle. So straight away, there's a family link there. There's a very precise family link. Obviously, they can then deepen it a bit further. Your uncle Peter, your mother's brother or your father's brother, they could say that, but really at this point, because you've already said that uh, Uncle Peter was a mechanic, he lived in Hastings, I'd be quite surprised if you had two Uncle Peters that lived in Hastings that were a mechanic. But obviously the medium could go even further and say the relationship between whichever parent it was. But at this point, it doesn't really matter, although the extra evidence might be nice. You know, it's a bit more information rather than evidence but it, it all helps obviously they can then go in and ask a bit more information uh, what time of year would they go and visit uncle peter in hastings was uncle peter self-employed or was he working for a company or a garage you know there's a lot more that they could add to pretty much anything but when you look at it when you look at what was said so if i if i say that again you got to find what we call looking for the story within the mediumship and that's where you can really take it up a notch so if I read this out again, I have your uncle Peter here who misses the times when you would come and visit him in Hastings and get up to mischief when he wasn't out fixing cars whilst working as a mechanic. You as the medium, you'd be thinking, right, where's the story there? OK, so you mentioned mischief. So what kind of mischief would you get up to together? So this is the sort of thing the medium would be asking the spirit, not the person in front of them. And then the spirit could come back and say, oh, we used to, you know, hide such and such as tools. Uh, we locked the garage boss in, in the toilet one day or we hid the keys, you know, silly things like this. But this bit of evidence is um, is fantastic because not only is it good for the person sitting in front of you, to really, really know that it's not they guessed that I had an Uncle Peter in Hastings. It's not that they've looked it up or, or anything like that. They've actually told a story. But not only that, everyone else in that room, so if this was to a church or if you were on stage, everyone else in the room could enjoy that story because it's no longer a personal conversation from the spirit to the recipient. It's suddenly turned into an interesting story. And that's where everyone else in the room will get interested. You know, it's not, oh, this is great. They're getting a message from their Uncle Peter. That's nice. Suddenly it's, oh, Uncle Peter was a laugh. Those two used to get up to some crazy stuff and it's enjoyable for them. It's enjoyable all around for everyone, the spirit, the medium, the recipient, everyone in the room. So really you're going from the single word statements. I don't know, let's say that's a three out of 10, maybe a two. Uh, you're going up to the sentences. 
you're then going up to say a four four out of ten maybe five you know because it starts to make a lot more sense uh to the deepening when you're really heading up to the the eights or the sevens or the eights out of ten to the story i mean if you get the story right you get it well comes through nicely it's interesting and the spirit communicates it and the medium communicates it well and obviously if the um, person in front of you can take it and understand it then that's a 10 all day long and everyone else in the room would more than likely leave that church and remember those stories. You know, it's not a generic message anymore. It's a story that happened, a story that happened to someone in the same building they were with, a story that happened to someone that had passed, a story that they listened to and enjoyed. It's a story. It's great. But what you've got to think there is uh, who's doing the work? Who's really doing the work with these things? So this is another level of this. So it's not just the types of evidential statements. It's who is doing the translating for them all. So if we go back to the one word statements, you've got the medium saying, can you take the name Peter? I'm getting Hastings and mechanic. Who's doing the work there? Because all the medium's done is really got three words so the person that you are reading the recipient the person that's sat in that chair in front of you they are the ones that is are now going through their mind oh who was peter who was peter i'm trying to think of a peter I had an uncle peter but i don't know if anything else really makes sense um what are, what other peters do i know did i go to school with a peter who moved tastings he might have done i know loads of mechanics which ones of them were called peter i'm not sure so there's all that going on in their mind when really it should be the medium doing the work. So going on to the sentences, I have Peter here and he tells me he's from Hastings and that he was a mechanic. So in that instance, now the person's thinking, OK, a mechanic from Hastings called Peter could well be my uncle. It sort of sounds like my uncle. It might be. I'm not sure. Do I know any other Peters in Hastings? I might do, actually. I might do. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, so this is all what's going on in the recipient's mind. So still, at this point, it's the recipient doing most of the work. The medium's literally given three sentences, and it's the recipient, I would like to say the poor recipient, sitting in front of them, doing all the hard work, trying to place the spirit. Who is meant to place the spirit? The medium. Who's supposed to understand what you're placing? The recipient, not the other way around. You'll find some mediums even ask questions because it's the recipient doing all the work. The medium wants to know a bit more information so the medium can go back to the spirit or, or start to go psychic with it. And that's a real big mistake. That's, that's a red flag for a medium because suddenly you're thinking, well, maybe they're not a medium and they're psychic. You know, they should know this information because they're getting it from the spirit, not from the person in front of them. So asking questions is a no-no. So the deepening. I have your Uncle Peter here who misses the times when we would come and visit him in Hastings and get up to mischief when he wasn't off working on cars whilst being a mechanic. It's at that point where the recipient doesn't really need to think that much. They don't need to think that much. The medium has told them exactly who Peter is. They've told them where they live. They've told them what their job is. So at that point, that recipient should know pretty much, maybe 90%, who that spirit is. So at that point, the evidence is good enough for the recipient not to do all the hard work, but it's the medium doing it. Then we go on to the story. Now the story, now that is the medium all the way, all the way. So the medium is working with the spirit to get this information, to convey it to the recipient. And at this point, all the recipient needs to do is listen to the story and remember. 
They don't need to do anything else. They don't need to search for this information because they're just listening to it. All they need to do is laugh along, remembering the fun times that they had with Uncle Peter down in Hastings. The silly things they used to get up to with Uncle Peter. And that's it. Listening to the story, bringing back all those memories, all of the love, all of the fun and cheerful times that they had with Uncle Peter. That's all they need to do is just simply remember. So it's at that point where the medium is a 10 out of 10. Right, so on this episode, with the uh, bad mediumship files, we're going to be talking about hedging, or hedging your bets within your mediumship, or do not do this, as the case may be. So let's say um, a medium is on platform, giving a message, and suddenly they say, I have a mother here. Notice they said, a mother, not your mother. I have a mother here. So straight away, the recipient's thinking, whose mother, my mother? my other half's uh, mother and um but it could be a grandmother and there you go suddenly you've got a double hedge because you're thinking well she didn't say it was my mother could be someone else's mother so straight away it's not defined enough so they're hedging their bets so it is somebody's mother if it is a female there's a pretty good possibility that they're going to be somebody's mother obviously there are people that don't have children, but on the whole, a lot of people are parents. A female could well be somebody's mother. So the, the poor recipients, they're thinking, well, whose mother is it? But then the second statement is, or a grandmother. So straight away, if the recipient's thinking, well, my mother's in spirit, so it could well be my mother. And then she turns around, someone turns around, the medium turns around and says, or a grandmother. The poor recipient's now thinking, well, who is it? I don't know. I haven't got a clue. I don't know who it is. Is it my mother? Is it my grandmother? Is it his mother? Is it his grandmother? Is it Jackie down the road's mother or her grandmother? I knew them quite well as well. But there's lots of other hedges that happen. Let's say, for instance, say reason for passing. So they say it feels like they, they passed with a cancerous condition or it's certainly something to do with the chest straight away. Which one is it? Is it um, lung cancer? So it's both. Is it some other sort of cancer within the chest? Or is it that they had a heart attack, which has nothing to do with cancer, but it's still with the chest? Because they didn't define whether it is cancer or whether it is the chest. It was an or. It was it was cancer or it was something to do with the chest. You don't really know where you stand again. So the poor recipients there trying to do all the work. Uh, you know, is it this? Is it that? And this can come down to everything. Let's say you're trying to describe where the person lived when they were alive. They lived in a flat and they had a red door. But it, but I am seeing a bit of white as well, so it could be a white door. You know, which one is it? Is it red or is it white? That's all the medium needs to say to the spirit. If they've got, if they've really got the spirit there, and this isn't on a psychic link, and they're not using their own brain to to add information into their link, all they need to do is ask the spirit, "What color was your front door?" Spirit could turn around and say it was blue. Could be black, but it certainly could be red or it could be white. You know, why would the medium hedge? Why would they say it's either this or is it that when all they need to do is say which color was it? The spirit should give them the right answer. There's lots of other ways of hedging. Pretty much everything that you can say within a reading can be a hedge. So you've got to watch out for this. There is a lot of hedging that goes on. Obviously, if the link is a bit weak, then you can understand it. Everyone has off days. I do. I'm sure everyone does. And in that case, you might not be sure. 
you may be trying to go back to spirit, but maybe your power's a bit low, your energy's a bit low, you're a bit tired, maybe you've been working all day, maybe you're just completely worn out and shot and all you need to do is go to sleep. And it's quite hard to communicate at that point, especially at the, towards the end of the evening. So then you can understand that a link can go a bit a bit wishy-washy but what to do in that situation is completely own up to it totally own up to it so if we go back to the door scenario in into account again so i've got a red door here but it could be a white door i've got to be honest with you i'm struggling to see the color quite that well but what i can say is that there is a window directly next to the door and it would have been about head height so even though you've acknowledged that you're struggling to see the color of the door you are still backing it up with a little bit more of the factual information just so that they know that you really are seeing something because obviously if a color's a bit wishy-washy you can still see other things even if it's a, a bush if it's a i don't know say a plant pot on the doorstep if it's a doormat that's outside and there isn't one inside you know silly things like this even the shape of the window the shape of the house if you are down to describe something then there is always something else if you are seeing it that you can see. So just back it up with that piece of information. What I would say is if you ever catch yourself hedging when you're on the platform, then I would say um, then go back to the spirit and just try and sort it out. Just like what I said with the doors, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a red door, but it could be a white door. Then you can verbalize. You can actually just say to the recipient, hang on a minute. I just want to sort this out. First of all, then in your head, was it a red door? Was it a white door? And then get the response and boom, there you've got it, you've done it. And in that way, even if you hedge, you've still covered yourself. You have sort of medium shipped your way out of it, so to speak. But always remember, no matter how low your energy is, no matter how low your power is, no matter how tired you are, the most important thing that you need to convey is that message from the spirit to their recipient that's in front of you. Because that's the whole reason they come. The fact that you're trying to get information and evidence from the spirit, that's for your benefit, really. That is for you to prove to the person in front of them that you actually have their loved one. So they can feel that their loved one's there. But really, it's so that um, they know you're not making it up when it comes to the message. So then when you get to the message, they can wholeheartedly trust that it's from their mum that it's from their grandmother, that it's from their dad, that it's from their uncle or, or even their ex-husband so that they can absolutely trust that the message of love is coming through for them, for them personally. So no matter how tired you are, just remember that that's the important bit. If you start to wane, maybe just go straight onto the message to get it done or try very hard to build your power in the moment so with that i wish you all luck i give you all love and god bless you all and i'll um, see you on the next one